welcome to the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. My name is Bianca Johnson, and I'm a spiritual life coach, mindset master, and manifestation teacher. My mission is to guide you in creating a life of true fulfillment and lasting happiness. I teach practical tools that help you live with purpose, manifest your dreams, and be blissful. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, your confidence, your relationships, your abundance, your spirituality, and so much more, then you've come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your personal roadmap to transforming your life from ordinary to extraordinary. I know that in such a short time, you will experience transformation beyond your wildest dreams. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Now let's dive in. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. Today, we have special guest Elizabeth, who's going to be talking to us about her personal journey with spirituality, and she's specifically going to share with us about quantum leaping and kind of what that is and how to do it and things of that nature, which is super exciting because it's something I've been interested in for a while, so I'm really grateful to have her here. Elizabeth, thanks so much for joining us. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about like who you are and what you do and what you offer to the world? Okay, so um, I'm a transformation life coach. Um, I have, um, I'm a coach, I'm a healer. I have been um, called a self-care expert, um, but really I work with um transformation and the more that it's evolved it's evolved more into a spiritual but a whole I work with a whole body so it's a mind body spirit but not necessarily I feel like we hear mind body spirit in such um all the time when we're talking about especially like you were saying um like in the yoga world and everything is is really linked but it truly truly is Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's amazing. I don't think we realize how connected we, we truly are. So, sure. yeah, a lot of the work that I do is founded in that whole mind, body, spirit connection as well. So it's, it's nice to have other experts on here who have similar understandings and can provide, you know, other perspectives to the listeners of the podcast to help them, you know, become whole, become healed, become the full authentic true versions of themselves so exactly and it is almost like this great remembering and it's when we can all come together and you have your experiences and everybody has their different experiences and bringing them all together in a podcast is such a beautiful way to to share it and to get it out there yeah super exciting so we're going to be bringing the conversation today um about quantum leaping. So do you care to share with people who've never heard of quantum leaping? Like what the heck that is? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So um, when I first realized I was going to be working in quantum leaping, I was like, I'm going to do all this research and figure out exactly what it is. And then um, I wrote, do it with my coach. And um, I was like, it's this huge transformation. It's a jump from one place to the next and then I googled it and it's really really simple it's really just go it is a huge leap where you go from 
one area and it can be in any single area of your life. And instead of going from A to Z in, you know, five years, you literally can do it in 24 hours in a day and just takes no time at all. Um, and anybody can do it in any area. Sure. And so um, sometimes I like to overcomplicate things, but I realize that it's really simple. So for people who are like interested in quantum leading, leaping, is there like a set, set of steps or something that people take to make this leap happen? Or what does that transformation look like? Well, um, it's, there's specific ways, of course, like in anything, but um, I like to work with um, rapid manifestation. So um, if you're familiar with manifestation, it's really um, bringing about um, a desired change or something that pulling something and calling something in that you are desiring, whether it's relationship or whether it's money or whether it's a job or something like that. So, um, and, and I work a lot with gratitude. Um, so I work a lot with frequencies, um, the, the higher, the frequency that we, um, live in and, um, vibration that we carry, the easier it is that we get into the flow of life. Things just start to become easier. It's where you sort of lose, um, track of time. You know what I mean? There. Yeah, definitely. And you sort of fall in love with what you're doing. So the idea really is to what I do first with my clients is we start um, a gratitude practice and um, just by starting your and finish starting your morning and finishing your day in a state of gratitude for the things that you have already, it puts you in a mindset of abundance, which is a very high frequency. Um, it's up there with the abundant, with the frequency of love and joy and peace. And that um, I, I'm making this motion with my hands, almost like you're leaping up, you know, with excitement. And when you have that, um, gratitude for things that you already have and you're working with um energy can be it can't be created or destroyed but it can be shifted really really fast and so um if if you're kind of in a funk or you're feeling you know sometimes you feel like you wake up on the wrong side of the bed or or something like that um you just don't quite feel right like yourself it can literally and I encourage my clients to do it really fast because I don't want it to be something that you dread or that it's really easy to put off but like my morning gratitude practice is literally like I pour a cup of coffee and I sit down and it's one two three um sometimes it is if I'm in a great mood and I'm in a great place, then it, I can list off 12 things, but it can be anything from, you know, the roof over your head, um, your, your 
spouse, the dinner, the wonderful date you had the night before. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've been grateful for the cup of coffee in front of me. Um, clean water. It can be anything. The key to gratitude is that you're not always repeating the same things over and over. So um, there's different keys to different things. And with gratitude is that you're switching it up. So you're always grateful for things. And a lot of times we don't even realize because we're so blessed over here to live in America or to live where we have clean water and we have um, shelter most of the time or food or, you know, there's different things that, um, are, are normal that aren't normal for a lot of a lot of places and a lot of people and to really spend time just recognizing that we have those things and being grateful for them um, immediately puts your state of being into this place of abundance and the practice of writing so I believe that um, you know that there's God or spirit or universe or whatever source that you want to call, call it, you know, light like comes from above us and that mother nature is below us. And so um, I do believe that we have to be grounded in the earth, but also that spirit comes from above. And so coming from above us, like through our crown, um, going through your throat chakra so I practice Reiki too um through your heart and out your arm um and onto paper so that's an immediate exchange of energy that's actually worked through half of your chakra system already and when you're you shift that energy that quickly it's going to lift your mood and lift your spirit and help to sort of raise your frequency so Starting your day like that and then um, flowing into, um, so, and I just really, I like my clients just to pop them out, just like grateful, one, two, three, and then flow into a, a um, either, it depends, I work a lot one-on-one, I do have some group classes that I do, but my favorite is one-on-one because everybody is um, has such a unique path. Um, but if um, but to go into um, either if you have a hard time receiving compliments, then um, I will have them write a compliment that they've been given over and over until not not necessarily in one day, but that day. So you have your gratitude list and either a compliment or an affirmation. Um, and the key to compliments and affirmations is that you have to believe them the same way. The key to gratitude is you have to change it up. So the key to affirmations is you have to actually believe them or a compliment. And so the, um, going into that practice. And then the third and final um, practice for the morning rituals that I work with is um, writing a future gratitude list. So instead of calling the manifestations, what I call them is future gratitudes. So you would say, um, just for an example, if you wanted 
a million dollars, you know, you were trying to manifest a million, a million dollars, then you would write it like, I'm so grateful that, um, that I um, am a millionaire. I can't believe this has happened and it's real and it's right there for my paper, you know, and every time I check my bank account, I see the zeros, I see it, that, you know, and so you really get into the feeling that, that it's real and that it's already happened and the gratitude of having created or having been gifted or however you want to see it as the universe has given you this um, one, this manifestation. So um, that's the beginning and that's really how we start to get into quantum leaps is you figure out where you, you're grateful for where you are and then you figure out who you want to become with your affirmations and then you figure out where you want to go and then you get in those mindsets of being that and feeling that and then having accomplished that. And so it's really all, it, you start and it all really works within your mind, but then within your heart, within your emotions and within your frequencies. Yeah, I think people very much underrate how powerful our minds truly are. Like we talk about like the power of having a positive mindset, but we like don't really fully realize that like, the, what we think influences how we feel, how we feel is how we act and show up in the world. And that creates results, but it also impacts our energy, which impacts everything around us. And so it's very like, and it all starts with the thoughts. Like sometimes we'll try to like, you know, we're in a culture currently that's very like hustle, very grind, very like put in all this hard work, which is super important. Like you have to do, you have to take action, but we forget that like the mental processes that come before that are what it's like the roots and the foundation to the action that you're taking. It's like trying to build a house without putting the foundation in. like, it might stand for a little while, but it's not going to be very strong. <laughs> I, I love everything that you just said because you're so right. And it's half of it is subliminal. We don't even realize we're not even aware of um, I think I, I was working with somebody recently and she was saying that we had, I think, 90,000 thoughts a day. And of course, we're not aware of most of those thoughts. I mean, we would be, that would be crazy. But by improving those subliminal messages and what, what you're saying and how we talk to ourselves and the words that we use, because our words have power. They sure do. Yeah. I, and I, you're right. We have something like between 12,000, 60,000, 90,000, some crazy amount of thoughts a day. And of course we don't recognize all of them. And I'm pretty sure that it's like 95% of it is subconscious and unconscious and only 5% of it we're actually aware of. So when we're doing things like self-sabotaging or people pleasing or things like that, that's all the subconscious mind, like taking that previous programming and putting it into action. And so through the work you're doing, that's what creates the conscious processes of like not allowing what's happening under the surface to create us and create our lives, but becoming the conscious creators instead. 100%. I, um, 
before we started recording, I was kind of gathering a few things and I said, I'm so art brained, but I'm also very science brained and um and that's and that's how I talk about myself today. I will never forget the first time I worked with a life coach and she we met and she said, well, what do you want to change? What what are your goals? And I said, oh, my God, I'm such a hot mess. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> never don't want to hear you say that you're a hot mess again. And I had to write this whole paper on what made me a hot mess and why I wasn't really a hot mess and how to eliminate those words from my vocabulary. And I think like, even right now, when I said it, I just, <laughs> I felt it like, no, I'm not, no, I'm like, it, like, a, um, you know how you can tell when a kid tells a lie, <laughs> like, you know, that's how I felt when I said it, because it's like, no, that's not the truth. That's not my truth anymore. <laughs> And I think too, we pick up, we pick up a lot of this, like this language that's, I mean, hot mess is like a trendy conversation. You know what I mean? Like it started coming up in social media and people started using it, you know, just like other things, like something being lit or, you know what I mean? Whatever, all this, like this urban dictionary type language. But what we don't realize is when we start to like adopt some of that as like our identity, like it literally becomes our identity. If you keep saying that you're a hot mess, like your finances are going to be a hot mess. Your relationship's going to be a hot mess. Your health's going to be a hot mess versus if you're saying like, you know, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm every day I'm getting better and better. I'm getting stronger and stronger. I, you know what I mean? Like my abundance continues to grow, whatever it is, like what we focus on grows. So if we focus on constantly saying I'm a hot mess, like then it's just going to keep manifesting as so. Right, exactly. And that's one thing that um, that I get actually is, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of SOAK, um, it's S-O-A-A-K um, frequencies, but they, they're this brand and um, that it's the coolest thing and they have these different frequencies, but if you sign up with them, um, they send you um, not only their frequencies, but they send you affirmation, daily affirmations. And so I am, and they send them to you throughout the day. And so I'm constantly getting affirmations because that was one thing that I struggled with. Um, so I don't think that I said anything about it in our talk, but for years, I really struggled um, with, with bulimia and it was a, a really, it was a battle and it, it was that constant negative self-talk and that all of that, um, you know, and I questioned myself and battled depression and battled, um, you know, and, and later battled alcoholism. And, um, I'm so grateful today to be in recovery, but I can remember those negative words just traveling like in circles almost, it felt like through my head and, or even why me, why me? And, you know, why not me? But, <laughs> you know, I don't think, you know, I think everybody has their own battles and things that they get through, but, um, but by constantly um, having, these positive affirmations sent to me, it's, um, it's it, they're in my face all the time. 
you know, just like, look, I'm just pulled it up right now when we're talking and like, I have one that says I live with an abundance of playfulness. I mean, what a wonderful way to live, right? For sure. And, um, and then, and I am free to live my best life and everybody's best life is defined themselves. Yeah. It, right. Unique to them. For you, it involves art. For other people, it involves music. For some, it involves dance. It, you know, it's it's all very, very different and very authentic and true. But um, so one of the things you were sharing earlier about affirmations is that the key to affirmations working is that you have to believe them. For yes. somebody that doesn't quite believe them yet, like let's say they they sign up to get these affirmations sent to them daily, or they're coming up with the affirmations for who it is they want to be, whether that's mm-hmm. feeling worthy or feeling abundant or experiencing love or whatever it is, and they don't fully believe that, how do they get to a place where those affirmations can be effective? So that's one of the things that um, I do believe working with um, with a life coach really changed the way that I looked at myself. And um, because of my history and my recovery from addictions, um, which were terrible, they were so, they weren't like, oh, I dabbled in this a little bit. I mean, they took over my life. They took over my relationships. And I mean, with my siblings, with, with my children, just with everything. And um, it, it got to a point where I really had lost everything. And, um, and so I certainly couldn't believe affirmations when I was at that low point. But what I could understand was gratitude. So that's why we start. And that's why I start with gratitude, because gratitude is something that I can understand. It's something that I can touch. Usually it's something that I can hold and be grateful for when I had nothing else. I, somebody handed me a cup of coffee um, or I, you know, I wasn't standing in the middle of the rain. Um, and So it's easier to begin with something like gratitude and then grow that self-love. And the way that I have always been taught and the way that I like to teach about growing that self-love is by doing um, acts of love, performing acts of love. Even if it's brushing your teeth in the morning, you're showing yourself love. A lot of times my clients are like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, you don't need to go get a massage. You don't need to go get a facial. Like you can do self-love at home very simply. And when the more you sort of do it and become conscious, like, oh, this is an act of self-love, then it starts to become easier to believe that these affirmations as true and that's why i also like to work with people um accepting compliments because if if you think about it if you compliment somebody you say oh my god i love your hair today like you really like and i mean unless you know you're can i cuss bullshitter then you're not just pulling that out of your ass like you really believe that their hair looks great and you wanted to tell them and so um 
it's almost more hurtful to be like, oh, no, it doesn't. Or I just, you know, got out of bed like this or whatever. And to push it off is almost rude to that person who took the time to say, my God, I love your hair like that. And so um, in general society, I don't think that we want to be rude. We, we want that love. It's just sometimes hard for us to accept that self-love. So you have to love yourself is the first thing, because if you can't love yourself, then how can you receive love from anybody else? So um, we um, spoke a, a minute about spiritual awakenings beforehand, but I, um, one of the first spiritual awakenings I had was um, in, I was 27, I, I think, and it was in my car and um, I suffered terrible bulimia and I um, didn't know if I was pregnant or not. And um, I'm like, the stick says I said I was, the doctor said I wasn't. And so, um, I, it was a terrible like time of turmoil and I was driving and I decided I was going to binge and I wasn't doing it very often, but I did it and I got all this food and, um, this white light just flashed through my car. Um, I mean, it was just, it was angelic, like is the only word that I can really use to describe it, but it went, it just came into my car and came like through, I could feel it, like the warmth of it run, like rush through my body and up through my head and up and out my sunroof. And I literally heard the words, Elizabeth, you don't have to live like this anymore. And I felt the obsession and the need to do that, leave my body. And, um, and since then, I, I think that's the strongest spiritual experience that I've, that I've ever had, which not everybody has these crazy white light moments, um, that recover or from addiction or they get into anything, but I, you know, that was something that happened to me and, um, it, it changed the course of who I started to become. And I believed that I was more deserving than the way that I was treating myself beforehand. It's beautiful. So I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> Close <laughs> enough. We were, we were talking about how to start believing um, uh, affirmations and you're talking about the journey of, of self-love. So, well, how about this though, for, for individuals who don't have this massive spiritual awakening, this massive spiritual moment, what can, I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit of like starting to love yourself in these small acts, right? Like, because I think that like this last year for me has been a year of self-love, a lot, a lot of self-forgiveness, a lot of, you know, before I was doing the, like the inner work around like self-limiting beliefs and stuff and about how I saw the world and things like that. But then this year was really about my relationship to myself, really being okay with myself. And, um, there was no like pivotal moment for me of like, oh my God, I just love myself now. It was just like, as I started doing those, as I do did self-care in the morning and as I allowed myself to set boundaries and as I did this and as I did that, like gradually over time, I just realized that like the limited way I used to feel about myself was just non-existent all of a sudden, like all of a sudden I was just 
felt confident in myself all of a sudden. I just love myself, but it was like, it's like a snowball, right? Like if you put a snowball on the top of the hill, like it gives a little bit of momentum, a little bit of strength. And like the more it goes, the bigger it grows until you have like this massive thing. And so that's how it was for me. It was like, it wasn't like the single moment of snapping into it. It was like all these little moments that kind of like added up to create this massive change for me. And I think that is exactly like you hit the nail on the head is that it's consistency and it's consistency in your own actions and showing yourself and not looking for um, confirmation or affirmations outside of yourself, but that it, that love and acceptance really comes from within because you keep doing things to show yourself that you love yourself. And when you do that enough over and over and over, um, then you start to believe it. I think, and I think you just hit the nail on the head with that because like, there's this quote that was like saying something along the lines of it's not what we occasionally do that matters. It's what we consistently do that like adds up to change. And so I think that sometimes we get this idea like, oh, I'll work with this coach or I'll attend this workshop or I'll go on this transformational retreat and it's going to create this like snap of a finger shift and everything's going to change. And while those things are great facilitators for change, it's like, consistently continuing with reaffirming whatever it is you've learned or experienced in that transformation that keeps the change sustainable and keeps the change uh, staying in, in place versus reverting back to those all old thoughts, beliefs, and patterns about ourselves. Exactly. And the thing is with coaches or mentors or whoever you choose to work with, the the truth and this was oh this was such a struggle for me to learn and to really get but um because I wanted the answer I wanted to hold on to I wanted to be able to grab it and I wanted you know somebody to tell it to me and all I kept hearing was like the answers are within you and that um really when you're working with a coach that coach is really shifting you back to yourself. And if, if you're that, I mean, that's, you know, a red flag. If somebody's trying to get you to be a certain way that, that doesn't feel aligned with who you are, how you are. Now it's different to, to bring new beliefs or new structure or new something like that, but truthfully, who you are is inside of you. And so really as um, when you're looking for a coach, you're looking for somebody who's ultimately going to lead you and to do the inner work, like you said, to get to that, um, which is hidden inside of us as individuals. For sure. It's like, it's not that journey of, I mean, we get enough, we get told enough what we need to be doing, what we should be doing, how we should be acting from society, our parents, our teachers, et cetera. I think the real work comes from being able to differentiate between those voices and your true inner voice and like what that sounds like and what that feels like and what's true for you and what feels good for you and what's authentic to you and, and really building that connection with yourself and, your, your soul, your spirit, you know, whatever that deep inner truth is within each of us. Absolutely. And, um, one of the most powerful things 
that I heard um, or that I read one time was, um, you know, it's not, I'm trying to think of exactly what it is. I will mess up. So this is kind of something funny about me. I will mess up a quote so bad, <laughs> but I, um, but it's not what we um, tell the world about ourselves. It's what we whisper to ourselves when nobody else is listening. Mm, that's sweet. Yeah. I like that a lot. Cause yeah, it's, it's, it's almost sometimes easy. Well, I don't want to say easy, but sometimes simpler to like be out, you know, if you're on a first date to be like, Oh, you know, I'm this type of person. I like this type of thing, et cetera, or to be in a job interview and, Oh, I I'm this type of person. I do this type of work, whatever. And it's easy to like talk about ourselves, but then it's very easy to easy to, and silently in the back of our minds be like, Oh, I can't believe how I butchered that. Or, Oh, I can't believe I said that. Or, Oh, why didn't I do this instead? Or all of that, like criticism and critique and comparison and everything else that we like to do. Well, and it's, that um, character is really the kind of the person that you are when nobody's looking. For sure. And how you treat yourself. Right. Because when we're doing it, when we're doing it, when people are looking, sometimes it's for that validation, right? Like, like, oh, I'm doing this so that other people think I'm good enough or that so that other people think I'm a good person I am. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. And, And and that's not what it is at all versus feeling that enoughness and feeling that worthiness and feeling that wholeness within ourselves without needing so much of the validation and confirmation from those around us. Well, and I think you really just said it too, is that wholeness. And for so long, I felt like there was a hole inside that I needed to fill and I needed to fill it with food or I needed to fill it with alcohol or even then later I needed to fill it with relationships or even my children or an animal or something outside of myself and there's nothing outside of me you know it's got to be for me anyways, it's got to be a spiritual connection and that I'm a spark of God and that we're one and that we're, um, that is the only thing it's, um, somebody said to me, it's that God size hole that nothing else can fill. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. But, um, I think, so. I think for so many people, that's why so many of us have this emptiness or this longing or this feeling like I need to go out there and find myself or I don't know who I am or whatever is because we try so hard to fill the void with everything externally. And like you said, it can be a relationship. It can be money. It could be your career. It could be anything. We try to fill this void without actually understanding what the void is or what the void needs or, you know what I mean? What the the truth behind the void is. Right. And, and it's, doesn't matter it's like oh it doesn't matter because that true happiness of feeling that complete and that joy and that's what that frequency of love and that frequency of you know the the way I guess maybe it was explained to me or when I am working and I'm so blessed and and to love my job the way that I do um 
I love connecting with people and, and it really is a heart to heart connection. And if you talk to any of my clients, um, one of the pillars, um, that I really stand behind is that when you talk to me, that you do feel seen and loved and heard, like right where you are in that moment, not because of the person you're going to become or because of the act that you did, but because of exactly who you are right there today. And, um, and being able to love and accept, you know, that person. And, and I had to be taught that by being loved and accepted by other people. And I, and I would be like, well, if they can love me, surely I can love me because God made me just like this. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not broken. Yeah. That's such a good concept. If they can love me, why can't I, right? If I can, if I can love others and their imperfection, why can't I love myself and my imperfection? That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think we do so much of that, like lingering in that past and like dwelling on what's happened in the past. And then all that planning and visioning and trying to force for the future that we forget, like that life happens right here, right now. It's not in yesterday. It's not in tomorrow. It's here now. Right. And it's like, Okay, so what lights you up? What is it that makes you so excited that you're not looking at your watch? You lose track of time. You get, you know, you're, you get in that flow state of you're just doing whatever it is you're doing. And, you know, what is that? Like finding that for each, per, you know, individual person and then going, okay, how can we create more of that in your life? Because that's going to raise your vibration up. That's when it's easy to call in those frequencies because you're at a higher frequency. So you're automatically calling in more of whatever it is, that joy, that excitement that you want. And so you want to stay up at that high frequency. So if that's what you're doing, you know, it's easy to manifest or to call in those blessings when you're already feeling that level of joy and that level of excitement. And I think that's one thing that's so neat about today is that you know, it's not just the people on Wall Street that are sitting there pushing paper, essentially, essentially, I don't really know exactly what they do. So I'm not going, you know, but you don't have to just be that. That's not what we necessarily just think of as the most successful people in the world today. Whereas I think that it used to be sort of a stigma, like you had to be doing yeah, um, the, the or nine to five, the suit and tie, the education, all of it. And I think in all of that, we've washed out a lot of our creativity, all of our artists, all of our musicians, all of our this, all of that. And I definitely see in the coming, you know, years, decades, maybe who knows how long it takes that there'll be more of an uprise of the uniqueness and embracing everybody's, you know, gift to the world versus the conformity of, you know, societal ideals. Right. And you said something also before um, about the hustle, right? Everybody's in the hustle. And so you got to go to work and even doing like life coaching, you know, there is the behind the scenes paperwork and stuff, but I work a lot with the divine masculine and divine feminine. And, um, and we all have 
masculine and feminine in us. And it's really finding that right balance because if you, if we didn't have both, um, you know, the, the hustle mode, the get it done, the solution oriented, the fact driven, the, you know, the, and actually people might not realize, but like being a mother puts you in that masculine energy because you're taking care of those children, right? You're, it's that survival almost. Whereas the divine feminine is sort of, um, I have a very a vivid imagination, but just that sort of sitting back and like flowy, you know, I just picture, you know, like a flowy, airy dress on the beach and just sort of allowing things to come and be as they come and sort of roll with the punches and, um, you can still be very successful and not be in such a hustle, hustle, hustle mode all the time. I, th I think you said it though. Like we all have masculine and feminine and you really need both, right? Like think about like just the process of like living life and creating your life. Like you can work really hard and burn yourself out or you can work really hard and also take rest, right? And that's, that's in having both. You can, you know, do all the, the structure planning, organizing, you know, actions, or you can take time for that creativity and allow like creative possibilities. And so it's like, I think there's a big space for both, but unfortunately in society, we put a greater value on that more masculine energy. And I think that's something that's going to change coming up. And like, as people are becoming more aware of their internal landscapes and of their possibilities and potential and everything else is that we're going to be navigating the divine masculine and the divine feminine both in a very balanced and beneficial way. Yeah. I love that. Um, the way, one way it was described, I don't remember if it was described if I read it or what, but, um, cause I've studied a lot of it, but, um, they, um, it was described to me as the masculine, the divine masculine being like the ocean floor and it's sturdy and it's there, but it still has sand, right? So it's still somewhat can move with, but that's your divine masculine. Like it's going to be there. It is solid. It is the ocean floor. And then the divine feminine we come with waves and we're very fluid and, and we can, we can go through a storm and know that that floor is still going to be there. And we can also sit there on a, you know, and just very lightly rock on it in the beautiful, you know, feeling the sun and, and all of that, but no matter what, you're going to have the water and you're going to have that, that floor. Right. You have to have both. If one's not sustainable or survivable without the other. Exactly. Exactly. Well, this, is, this has been a really fun conversation. A lot of really good ideas and inspirations coming to the table. I hope that for people um, who are really ready to step into who they truly are and really ready to create the life they've been envisioning, that this conversation helps give them some practical tools on how to really make that happen. So thanks so much for sharing all of your wisdom and ideas with us.
Thank you so much for having me. Um, this has really been a blast. It's just been so fun talking to you. So yeah. Thank you. Uh, for anybody that's interested in working with you or following you online, where can they find you? Okay. So um, my website is www.pureloveandbeauty and it's P-U-R-E-L-O-V-E-A-N-D beauty.com. Um, and then there's a tab at the top that's got life coaching. Um, I do still have an aesthetic studio, which is um, what I've done for 15 years. And um, so it's pureloveandbeauty.com. And then um, I am very active on Instagram. I love Instagram reels. <laughs> and so um, you can follow me on there and my handle is at run.love.restore. Cool. And I'll put links to that in the show notes so everyone can access that easily. Um, I do. What was that? One other thing I would love. um, And right now I do have it um, for women only, but I might open up, but it's, um, I have a Facebook group, the Inspired and Abundant Feminine Collective. And um, and I do a lot of master classes and things like that in there as well. And so I'll give you all of those links. Cool. Yeah, we'll put all that in there, get everybody into the good high vibrations with you. <laughs> so I do have like a signature question that I always ask on the podcast um, because it is the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. I like to ask people what it means to live an extraordinary life by their definition. Um, I love this question. And I think it really means to be in the moment, to really soak up that present moment and live that day right where your feet are. Very cool. I love that answer so much. Well, thanks so much for all of your time and for your wisdom. I'm sure that everybody listening has definitely been exposed to some new ideas today and some new inspiration. So we're all really grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been a just a pleasure. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. And we cannot wait to connect with you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Live Life Extraordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast at biancamjohnson.com forward slash LLE podcast, which is linked in the description box for easy access. When you subscribe to the podcast, you'll receive weekly notifications when new episodes are released, as well as a free higher self guided meditation to get you started on your journey of becoming your best self and creating your best life.